1: Ladies and gentlemen, the work in progress adventure continues. It continues this coming week in Dublin and in Cork. Again, this first one will be on Thursday, June the 30th. That's Thursday, June the 30th at the Crack Den Comedy Club. Probably Ireland's busiest comedy club at the moment. The Crack Den Comedy Club Thursday, the 30th of June. It'll be in the Workman's Club. Tickets are available in the link to the description to this podcast. You can click and book your ticket there. That's Thursday, the 30th of June at the Crack Den. And then two days later, I return to cork city by july the second in the coco comedy club that's in the roundy in the center of cork city the coco comedy club july the second the link uh, to tickets to that show is also available i would love to see you guys thank you everybody who's come to the work in progress show so far i would love to see you at the coco comedy club july 2nd and and the crackdown on june 30th again okay let's do this A change of Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You are very welcome back to Hello Stevo podcast for Friday, the twenty fourth of June, two thousand and twenty two. It's very good to be back here with you, and um, it is good to be back recording the show. I am going to say it from the top. I'm going to take a breath. <sighs> It has been a hectic week, I am. Um, uh, it's been a hectic day, today I am absolutely flying around, I am under pressure to get things done, but hey, it's all good, you know, I'm not in Ukraine, I'm not in the trenches, you know, it's not like, there are first world problems, but I'm under pressure time wise with the things that must be achieved today before I hit the road again later on this afternoon, um I'll do the podcast and then I have to do an audition tape and then I have to um yeah, basically head off to Wexford for another show this evening. Um so it's been an absolutely hectic week, loads to tell you about, a little bit of a um a roller coaster, loads of joy, loads of things to be grateful for, loads of loads of crack, loads of madness, and um some some challenging moments as well. But that is all part of of the life. Um, when I spoke last, uh, I I'm blanking now about what we spoke about last. I know I talked about Catlas, and then I talked about the work in progress show last week, which was the first one that happened in hysteria. Um, and since then, we I have done another two work in progress shows. So I'm three work in progress shows in to writing this show for Edinburgh Fringe. And for those of you, by the way, who are first time listeners. You're very welcome along. We definitely picked up some new fans along the way, some new members to the, of the Hello Stevo community while we were um on the road in uh, in Cork mainly last week, uh, actually Monaghan last night as well and um uh, yeah, so you're very welcome, by the way, and the Work in Progress show is basically, to explain it to you very, very shorthand, um, to th- those you who already heard me explain it last week, it's basically, I'm going to Edinburgh to the Fringe Festival, which my daughter, ver- I mean, it's obvious, my daughter very funnily said yesterday, why is it called that, is everybody there got fringes. Um, so for the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, you have an, an hour show, an hour of stand-up comedy. And you have to uh, basically be ready to go when you get over there. So as part of writing a stand-up comedy show, you kind of, it's not the type of thing that you can just sit in front of a laptop and kind of write a script like I did with the play earlier on the year. You have to go and try and make it work in front of audiences because the only way you know if it's funny is if the audience laugh. So when we left the podcast last week, I had done my first work-in-progress show. And since then, I've gone on to Cork. To do to perform in uh, collins in cork i've returned to dublin and done hysteria again i was in monaghan last night with des bishop who was back for one night only so we went out to do his show on monaghan in the garage theater in monaghan last night and tonight i am down in wexford doing um just doing a spot with deirdre okane and emma doran so it's busy 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 so the last night with Days and tonight in Wexford, they are not work-in-progress shows. There's other people on the lineup, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, it's been a hectic week. Where do I start? And by the way, uh, let me uh, preface by saying thank you all for the lovely messages. I'm really glad you're enjoying the podcasts. Um, thank you for sharing it on the platforms and please continue to do so on whatever your uh, social media is or tell your friend about it. You know, I make zero money from doing this unless the listenership gets up so high that those ads from Acast will come in and they'll start giving me a few, Bob. You never know. But, um yeah, I make zilch money from uh, from this podcast. So, um if basically, you can show your love by sharing with other people. If you're enjoying the show, tell one other person about it. I really appreciate that. So, um, to tell you about what has happened in the last week. Um, Friday, we left it, and I think I was going down to... I kind of had a quiet weekend. I thought it was going to be a quiet weekend, actually. But then... And I was actually happy about that, and this is why I possibly am experiencing a lot of tiredness and exhaustion, is that I actually ended up working a lot last weekend when I was supposed to have a weekend off. And I kind of needed the weekend off, considering all the work I've been putting into writing this new hour of stand-up comedy. Um, because it's just a little bit... I mean, gigging in general is, is uh, tiring, it does take its toll on the body and mind for sure... A travel is is one of the major parts of it. But um, when you're writing a new show, you know, it's like times 100 because you're constantly thinking about something that will work or something that's funny or trying to be better or trying to write the show. And you have moments of going, God, that was great. And then moments of going, oh, my God, I haven't got an hour of comedy. So last weekend, I got called in very last minute to gig at a a Dublin uh, comedy club. And um, that was hard work. I'm going to be very honest with you. I got asked to headline a couple of shows very last minute when I wasn't planning it. And um, let's just say, how do you put it politely? Listen, it it is what it is. Other, um, uh, sometimes, I'm not saying it was about this night in particular, but sometimes, um, not all comedy clubs are run fantastically well and sometimes the people running it don't know how to run a comedy club, and sometimes you end up having to do their job for them. Like, sometimes you might have to deal with a room full of people, uh, audience members, who haven't been um, uh, encouraged into the way that the night is going, and so they're kind of all doing their own thing, and they think it's all gas, and the actual comedy night isn't going great because the uh, whole thing is a little bit of a mess. Everybody's chatting. Everybody's too drunk. Nobody's gotten to the the they haven't been set up properly for a proper comedy night and this can happen from time to time so sometimes someone like me who has to close out the whole show and make the biggest laughs because they should feel that they've had a great night sometimes someone like me will have to kind of reorganize the whole thing i'm saying all this allegedly okay allegedly (laughs) and um So it kind of does take it out of you because when you're in the mode of trying to write new material and you want to write new stuff, you kind of want to get up there and try out the new stuff. But if you're in a situation where it's just going to be a battle and you have to control an audience, I mean, you know, it's lost from the start, you know? You have to end up, they try to heckle you. They're not very good at it. So you spend 10 minutes bollocking them out of it so that the whole rest of the audience laughs. It actually brings out a nasty side to you. Uh, we t- it was actually, you know, we talked about it. it happened recently at a, a comedy festival. I spoke about it on a couple of podcasts ago. Well, this was the same kind of stuff. And it leaves you feeling like you did your job. They left happy. They think I'm funny. They think I'm gas. But that's not what I go there to do. I wanted to go and work on something else. So you can leave a little bit frustrated. So it ended up being a bit of a long weekend last weekend. Um, I've just been reminded actually that then I went down to do another comedy club on the Sunday night. And I walked all the way down there only to find out that the night had been pulled. Great! Not that I couldn't have been in bed or anything. (sighs) So I ended up doing a lot of work last weekend. Listen, can't complain. But, um, uh, you know, because it's work. And you do need to make the moolah as well. However... It's the balancing act of business and creativity, and and the pressure that you have on to kind of try and be successful at your Edinburgh Fringe show. That that's kind of the priority in one's head at the moment. Um, so those are nights that I could have done without. To be perfectly honest with you, um, and it definitely brings out a side to me that's like a little bit. I have it. Not a lot of comedians don't have this ability, but like you know, if a if an audience is being, uh, see you next Thursday. I am more than capable of chopping their heads off and making people laugh. Not everybody can do that, but I don't. It's I don't really feel good after it, to be honest. Yeah, you. you kind of feel like, ugh, I went to that ugly place. I went to that dark place, and that's not really what I want to be. And if most of you who have seen me do stand up comedy, it's not. Re- I mean, I'm very cheeky on stage, and I can do a little bit of darkness. But also, I don't. Um, you know, you know, it's not the side of me that I want to be showing. You know, but. When an audience is in that mood, that's what they want. They want confrontation, so it's kind of frustrating, to be honest with you. Anyway, that weekend was out of the way. I had the Monday off, and I worked my little butt off to prepare as much as I could for the Work in Progress show in Cork on Tuesday. And... um, I had a great day on Monday. I did a lot of work. And then this is something that I never do, but I I will definitely be doing more of it. I worked with a, a fellow comedian of mine to, to kind of review my material, and it was fantastic. Do you know, I really learned to kind of... kind of I should be doing that more often. I should be doing... Asking people, hear what you think of this, hear what you think of that, because way too much. That's one of the massive issues of stand-up comedy, is that you're just in your own head the whole time. And you, you you're like... If you're an actor, you get a script, you deliver the lines, you act, you know? But as a comedian, you're the actor, you're the writer, you're the director, you know? And you're doing it all on your own, and you kind of rely a little bit on just the audience to give you the feedback as to whether your material is good or not. So, a good pal of mine... Um, I don't know if I'll give him a, no, I won't give him a shout out now because um, I, I think like we'll see if we can continue the relationship. I'd like to put his name down as a director for the show if he was up for that, but I haven't officially asked him that yet. But it was great just to be able to read the material to him. I rarely write it down in script format, but I read the material and I really, um, he was brilliant, brilliant. And when you get somebody who's good and who who knows what they're talking about when it comes to stand up, he literally, all he did, and, that, and it changes the game, is that you go, he, he just goes, you know, so for, your, for this bit here, you can just change your perspective. If, this, if it's a little bit more this tone, then that's going to be funnier. Or, and, and it's as simple as that. He's not writing material. He's not like, none of that. It's kind of going, yeah, that's good, but if you go from this angle, it might be a little bit better if you can say it from this perspective. And literally, it's sometimes saying the word I instead of we, or instead of those people say, this is what I find difficult, or, you know, stuff like that. So it's just having a tiny little outside perspective because you can't see the woods for the trees when you're when you're doing this stuff, you know. So I did that with my friend on Monday night, and it was fucking brilliant. And I was all g'd up for for Tuesday, and um, I, which was down in Cork. Uh, Tuesday, I did more writing. I hopped on an early train, arrived in Cork around four o'clock, um, got myself a nice little corner in a hotel where I could. Um, basically eat a salad, drink water and continue the work, continue writing continue bashing it out they even printed some stuff off for me which I was very grateful for and I kind of worked there till it was time to go do the show and um, I didn't have any expectations I didn't really think about the audience that was going to come or any of that kind of stuff I just had in my head that I am going to prepare my arse off the best that i can and uh, i didn't really think anything of the audience uh who's going to be there what the numbers are going to be like any of those kind of things and honestly it was a beautiful evening down in cork city by the way if you get to go to cork city anytime soon i highly recommend it it's gone very cool it's like um if you've never been to cork city before obviously if you're um it i I would even like um, i mean i don't think i would have said this back in the 90s maybe maybe i'm wrong but Like, Cork City is definitely a tourist destination now as regards uh, somewhere to visit for things to do. But also, like, it's the food culture in Cork was always brilliant. Let's be honest. It's a fantastic food culture. But now it seems to be paired up with loads of brilliant little cool new restaurants. But the vibe of the city is gorgeous. They've kind of refurbished the Docklands area. And there's all sorts of cool places around there. So it looks gorgeous. And it's Cork. I mean, if you're from Cork or if you know Cork well... It's kind of, the for me anyway, it's the perfect size city because you can walk around the city centre fairly easy, fairly. It's not too far uh, from one side of the uh, the city centre to the other. It is a bit of a, it's a funny old shape, but once you get your bearings of it, it's grand. And I had a lovely evening just walking around and I, I kind of made my way slowly down to the gig. And I got interrupted by a parade that was going down all of the bottom of Oliver Plunkett Street and across the South Mall there. And it was like a Paddy's Day uh, festival because they had all those huge, um, I don't know what you call them, but you know the way they make those uh, kind of, not the floats, but you know, they make these kind of things that they carry, but it might be, like a huge celtic warrior or something like that and they carry it carry it down so that it feels like this huge celtic warrior is going this giant is going down the street or whatever so they would loads of that kind of stuff there was there was definitely an indian element to it as well because there was a big elephant that came down and they were singing some indian songs and um, there was definitely celtic references and all that kind of stuff so i kind of got the end of it uh, on my way to the gig and i was like what is this all about and when i got to the gig i asked somebody and it was of course the 21st of june and it was a celebration of the summer solstice and i thought that was it was beautiful beautiful and it really was a stunning summer's evening in cork city that evening it was gorgeous and when you see weather like that it was a beautiful temperature it was coming up to nine o'clock in the evening still bright if you don't live in ireland and like in in ireland at the moment it's still it only starts to, to get dark really at 11 p.m at the moment so Somebody was saying... They're probably right. It's probably only three to four hours of darkness at the moment. So I personally love the long, long evenings. and um, I love the brightness. And especially when the weather's good. Because the last couple of summers we haven't had good weather. But when it's sunny and you get the long evenings, it's gorgeous. Um, so because I mean, I, I came back from Cork. I didn't get back to like 2 a.m. or something like that. And it, was, it wasn't it was proper dark. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a bit mad. I hear it's mental in Finland. But anyway... So I go past this lovely uh, Summer Salsas Festival. I get to Collins, and Collins is such a lovely bar anyway. But it was... I posted a picture on my Instagram stories of... They had written my name on the sign outside. And um, there was all flowers around it and all that kind of stuff. It was like a beautifully summery picture, to be honest with you. But the pressure is on in those situations as a comedian because I'm going into this gig going, "Sure, with an evening like this, why would you want to sit in this hot, sweaty room to watch stand-up comedy? And... Collins has one of the most beautiful beer gardens ever. It's kind of like this elongated area that goes around the shape of the pub. And it's kind of... You can feel that there's old walls from when there's an old stone-walled garden and all that kind of stuff. And there's loads of flowers and drapes all over the place. Lovely kind of fairy light and The whole lot. It's just a gorgeous place to drink and hang out. So again, I'm thinking, who wants to go to stand-up comedy when you can sit out here and have a drink? But then... um, when I got to the venue, honestly, I'd say there was, in the whole pub, the, the inside and outside, there was probably about 10 people there. And I was kind of going, oh, Jesus. And all those people aren't there for comedy because there's uh, plenty of people were sitting there watching football. I didn't want to think about it. I didn't want to think about it too much. So uh, I went in, said hello to the fantastic promoter, Christopher. And shout out to Christopher Leary. He's a fantastic promoter running a brilliant brilliant night in collins called the Cam- comedy cavern and uh, my work in progress show was as part of that and he's had all sorts of brilliant acts even over from the uk because the room's a small 60 seater like so he's had larry dean over recently he's going to have mike wozniak over soon so he's got a great relationship with um with the comics abroad as well and i love coming down to play this room because it is a lovely room. It's predominantly, I think, a music venue. And it's perfect for, for gigs as well, for, for music gigs as well. But they have all sorts of fantastic artists playing there as well. So it has a great gig, gig vibe about the whole place, you know. Um, and rather than stressing about who was going, I said hi to the other acts as well. Uh, there was a couple of people who are on the first half. And then I was doing my show for the second half. And rather than stress about it, I went for a walk. I'm also big into getting my 10,000 steps up at the moment. So I went for a walk. I brought the the, the notes with me, and I walked up a big, massive, tall hill and um, went through everything in my head, started to come back down the hill, and then, as you saw on my Instagram stories, I, fecking, I thought it was a fly. It was a bloody caterpillar or something, I think it dropped out of a tree into my eye. Oh, my... I'm not being dramatic. It was sore. To to the point where I was, like... I was standing there in the street trying to get it out. And I couldn't get it out. And I was going, oh, my God. I'm going to have to get somebody here. Because I can't get this out. But I can't see at the same time. Because I couldn't keep my eyes open. That was a dramatic moment. So dramatic I managed to put on Instagram stories. But I did get it out. and The initial thing was really, really sore. And I was like, geez, my eye's going to be swollen after this. Because you could feel the wallop I got off it. But, um...
0: Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow.
1: Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host <laughs> so uh by the time I had gone back gotten back from my walk for the beginning of the show, the room was full out of nowhere. People just came up, filled up the room. To the point where I was trying to watch the acts in the first half, but I had to leave the room because there was no standing room, nothing. I had to get out of the way so that punters could go in and stand and watch the show. So that just put you in a fantastic mood for it because you were just, you could see people were there to have a good time. They were there to watch comedy. And I'm not sure, I know there was a couple of listeners to the podcast went as well. So thank you so much to the people who do listen to Hello Steve of podcast who went to the show. Um... And uh, I don't know if there were some new younger people possibly went because of the Love Island Australia connection. I'm not 100% sure, but they seemed very enthused that I was there. And I'm so grateful to everybody that went to the show. There was a lovely first half with a couple of acts in the first half, and I went on in the second half. And while I did have some brain farts, I was quite taken aback with how well the whole thing went. And I was absolutely delighted with that. So I can, and I think you could feel my gratitude on the night as well when I am um, finished up. Um, I'm so thankful to everybody in Collins that came out to the show, and especially those of you who told other people about it, and those of you who um, uh, who who listened to the podcast and filled out the room. Like stand, like you couldn't, you couldn't get they they, they did. I was there when they turned people away. Like that was a fantastic feeling. So uh, thank you so much for the support on that. Um, And the material went down really, really well. I think I did get people on side with, I was talking about a fella that I'd met from Cork a few days previously in those uh, kind of gigs that I was telling the weekend that were kind of a bit rough. And he was from uh, Cork and he was saying to me, um, uh, he was, (laughs) he was saying to me, he he came up to me. He came up to me after the show, and he was like, uh, "Whereabouts? Whereabouts in uh, Milton? Are you from?" I'm Hill. I know you, boy. I know you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I got chatting to him, and he was just a character, you know. He was like a flashback from the nineties. He had the the nineties haircut, like shaved tight back and sides, and the little fringe up top. And then he had the sovereign rings in him the whole lap, eh? And he and I was, as I was talking to him, he was like doing boxing uh, feints and boxing uh, shadow boxing. Do you know what I mean? And he had a very flat nose. And I said to him, "Did you? Uh, did you? Are you a boxer?" Because he just kept doing this while we were talking. He was like, "Nah, boy." And I was like, "Because I said you've a boxer's nose." And he was like, "Yeah, boy." got into a few scrapes of lads from Middleton. <laughs> Because sometimes I talk about the estate that I grew up in, the council estate, and it was like, I, my memories of it being, you know, it had a rough reputation at the time. But then you kind of go, it's so long ago, you kind of go, was I making that up? And then you meet someone like that and you realize, no, absolutely not. <laughs> in fact, you've held back on it, Stephen. You've been very nice about how rough it was. <laughs> but that seemed to get people on side anyway talking about that and connecting with cork again and then i just went off into the material and uh into the new stuff that went down really really well and seemed to tie it off at about 36 to 40 minutes i think i did in the end and i was genuinely delighted with how well stuff went i definitely had the brain farts up there and definitely had um some moments of uh, audience interaction as opposed to sticking to the material but it was all a bit of crack and um and thank you so lots of lovely messages after that and i'm i'm, I'm very genuinely grateful for that and i'm d- delighted that you enjoyed the show um so i was on a massive high on on tuesday evening got home and it's like your your body is tired your brain is tired but when you have moments like that you don't care it's all absolutely worth it possibly the knock on effect of that of the the tiredness of the body and mind tiredness was that um it was hard to gather yourself immediately for another work in progress show the next night now it wouldn't normally be hard to do that but it's just because of the nature of the travel and also while all this is going on i'm trying to catch i'm trying to write the show i'm trying to perform the shows but you're trying to catch a few minutes to spend time with your daughter as well and you know even me saying that that's wrong i shouldn't be saying a few minutes you know so wednesday uh, slept in a little bit tried to do a bit of writing tried to see my daughter but by the time the show on Wednesday night came um I was uh, my body was definitely tired and I did go and do some writing but I don't I did prep for it I definitely prep for it but maybe it wasn't to the same uh level of prep or maybe I was happy enough that I had a good decent amount of the show in my head already um that I was going to be able to run it off better or as the promoter said in hysteria like it was just a quiet crowd that night um the numbers were definitely lower and we were definitely up against the weather that night and loads of other comedy clubs and um it was a struggle it was a struggle I mean I definitely had the crack with with the with the people there but I struggled and um it was it was a challenge and there was lots of moments up there when I was hitting punchlines going they did not laugh at this and what the, what have I done wrong here um and sometimes uh, like one of the promoters said that's maybe just not your crowd you know um, i i don't want to hold it against this uh but uh she said that like it, the, the, it was it was it was a quieter crowd but it was a very um and this her terminology was um queer and trans crowd which i don't really want to um do you know i don't want to i want to be able to figure that out as well you know i want to try to be able to speak to everybody you know i don't want to use that as an excuse um but uh they were kind of saying maybe that was an element of it. There was definitely, I've definitely, there's lots of comedians out there at the moment. And this is the great thing about comedy is I've gone to see lots of comedians. Or I've heard of lots of comedians who have huge fan bases. And I do not, and I'm a comedian, so I watch a lot of comedy. I do not get the comedy at all. It's completely over my head. But who am I to say whether that's funny or it's not funny? Because if they have a massive fan base, then it's just I don't get it, do you know what I mean, um, so um, I, I definitely took that one on the chin that night, and I, w- I, I actually was so tired leaving um, the the club that night, that I'd left my bag behind with my keys and all that kind of crack in it, so I had to get a taxi from my house back to the club, because I'd walked in and to and from the club, and I was like, I can't do another walk, I'm exhausted, I need to get a bed quickly, so I got a taxi to drop me, to bring me to the club and back home again immediately to get my keys and all that kind of stuff, have a shower, go to bed, and I was pretty, um, pretty, pretty tired. Um, and now now we move into yesterday, which is Thursday, which I can't remember. I know I went to, to Monaghan with Dez, and I kind of said I was going to take, yeah, that's right, I didn't do any writing. That's right, sorry, I remember now. Um, I didn't do any writing. I found it really hard to get up out of bed. My body was exhausted. And I'm getting used to saying, rather than saying, I am exhausted, I am getting used to saying, I went to CBT yesterday morning and she made a great point. She said, um, is there a different way of saying that sentence? Because you're saying, I am exhausted. But that's that's like defining who you are. And even if you say, I am exhausted in this moment, it's, it's saying that you're, I'm I am just this one thing in this moment. And that's not true. And I thought that was, a really good way of putting it and um, she was kind of, uh, we kind of came up with maybe the sentence I'm experiencing exhaustion is a better way of putting it because I am exhausted completely covers me with that whole thing Thing that every part of me is exhausted, but the reality was that my body was exhausted, my mind was tired. Yet I was also I was experiencing lots of feelings of joy and gratefulness yesterday morning because even though the show had gone uh, was extremely challenging on the Wednesday, I was still extremely grateful to be given the space to be able to do it for people to put me on on a show to gonna try out my new stuff. I was still feeling massive gratitude and still am today about the Collins gig and how well that went. And you've got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that this is all part of being a stand-up comedian. This is what Edinburgh is going to be like for the whole month. It's going to be 30 days of this. There's going to be some days when the show goes amazing and there's going to be some days when you just want to give up stand-up comedy. And I am determined to learn and to accept all these things and embrace them. If you have a bit... This is what my friend said to me before the bad show on the Wednesday. He said... "Um." Uh, good shows give you ideas. bad shows make you edit and I think that 's a great way of looking at it so it has given me the Wednesday has given me um uh, you know a lot of food for thought and a lot of work to to go back and go back to writing go back to editing and and crafting out more and see if I can do it better or how could I have got them on site better um but there 's also uh you know um, I, I you just keep moving forward. I've got another two work-on-progress shows next week, and I'm excited about them. And then it was great to see Dez yesterday. So he was in town for one night only. We had to do this gig in Monaghan, and he very kindly asked me to go out there with him to do it. And uh, it was great crack. It was a lovely show. And... Um, uh, and I really enjoyed it going up to Monaghan again, another beautiful evening. It's kind of nice driving around Ireland and seeing the lovely g- geography of Monaghan and the Drumlins and all that kind of stuff. There's like lots. lot of the landscape there is very uh, shaped by uh, a glacial movement and all that stuff. So the countryside is gorgeous and the, the Garage Theatre in Monaghan is a beautiful venue and a lovely crowd. And there was a couple of... Um, there's certainly uh, famous in Ireland actors from there that came to, came backstage afterwards with their families and all that stuff to meet us and say hello and all that. Um, one of them Peaky Blinders and all that kind of stuff. And uh, So it was cool to to say hello to them and um, it was just great to hang out with days. We do enjoy our times on the road and uh, um, we just have the crack in the car and we love an old apple green and getting our ice cream or whatever like that. You know, it's a, it's a bit of fun. It's a bit of crack, you know. So it was good to do that and, um, and not think too much about the work in progress stuff. And uh, I did try some of the new, the new stuff at Des's show. But, you know, I definitely backed out a little bit. I think I was feeling a little bit the scars of the night before. But tonight now I go down to Wexford. So what is the lessons from this week? I don't know. I don't know why I feel the need to, give you, to talk about a lesson at the end of every episode. <laughs> but it seems to be the way I like to, to, to close it off. Um, well, I did learn that this week. I did learn that this week. I'm working on loads of other stuff in CBT and I'm very, uh, I had a great week with that and again, it, it, it is, the fucking CBT is challenging like because, I, I mean, I come out of some of those sessions physically exhausted as well because I, I, it can be like a stand-up comedy show. I laugh and I'd be crying and you can't explain it and you kind of work through lots of stuff and um, it's, been, it's been fascinating. So, I mean, that's just what, you know, it's just life, isn't it? I've got to, put up this podcast to talk to you guys, to hopefully keep you going in your week and keep you entertained in your week. And I'll do this audition tape now in a second where I have to pretend to be a monk. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's for, um, uh, actually, I won't say because I, I've gotten in trouble for saying that before. So I won't say what the project is, but um, it's a very, it's a quite a big TV show when I have, I'm getting an offer of a little part in that, which would be fun to do. It's a period piece as well. So it'd be cool to dress up and all that and be a monk. That'd be cool. Do you think I'd make a good monk? What do you think? I think I'd make a good monk. I think he's going to speak like this. I think something like this. Yes, your highness, You're, you've been a very naughty boy. <laughs> um. So anyway, I've kept my bar- my my promise to you. I, I'm, I'm, I've kept it consistent, and uh, I've brought it out another Friday. And I genuinely woke up this morning completely going to make my coffee and I was just like oh god I haven't done a podcast so I mean maybe you should remind me some weeks guys I don't know (laughs) but I've come in here I've done it and I think sometimes without trying to connect too much to like how I'm feeling about every little thing sometimes you just got to get it done and I've done half an hour of this podcast and it's flown by and beforehand I was I was dreading and I'm dreading this bloody this tape now as well that I have to do but I'm just going to get it done and be, and not even be positive, just get it done. Don't even think too much about it. And I will continue to write of the weekend. You'll all be glad to know that I will be spending tomorrow the day with my daughter. I'm delighted about it. She's delighted about it. There was loads of stuff happening in personal life uh, as well in the last week, like uh, choosing school, all that kind of stuff came to the fore. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's basically, <sighs> it's been a busy week, but it's good. I'm not complaining, that's for sure. I'm a lucky boy, and I'm very grateful. And thank you to all of you who continue to listen to the show. Please do tell your people about it. Uh, Give it the five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or Acas wherever you do. Um, And um, yeah, as I said, the links to the upcoming shows, June 30th and July 2nd, will be in the description to this podcast. I would love to see you there. I need you there. My work doesn't exist without you, but it's also for you. It's to make you laugh as well. And I think lots of you enjoyed it in Collins the week. And I'm thankful that you all enjoyed my new ideas. And that's it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. I hope the sun keeps shining wherever you are. And yeah, as per usual, I'm just sending you all the peace and love. Have a good weekend.